He gives us forgiveness. He gives us identity. He gives us courage. He gives us strength. He gives us hope. He gives us comfort. All of that comes to you through the means of grace, the gospel, in word, baptism, and communion. That's what fills us up. Welcome to Tell Podcasts. You're listening to encouraging words from Pastor Joel, bringing you truth and peace through God's word. In this episode, we look to the ways God fills us up through the means of grace, which is how we refer to the way God gives us His grace through His word and sacraments. Think, evaluate, learn, lead. T-E-L-L. Tell. Now here's Pastor Joel reminding us of God's promises with a powerful gospel-centered message in It's All About the Means of Grace. Thanks for listening. I love minivans. And I'm not just saying that because I have two boys and it's chaos. I like if you could if you'd have asked me in high school and said, Joel, what's your dream car? You know what I would have told you? A minivan. It is the perfect combination of style and functionality. It's it's incredible. And the minivan that I have now, oh, stow and go seating. It's got the DVD player that pulls down the back. Like it is the dream car that I've always wanted. I love it. I love minivans. Or at least I thought I did. Until one of those very hot July evenings as I was sitting in the above ground pool of my neighbor with him and another dad from the neighborhood, we were talking about what dads talk about, minivans. (laughs) And I thought I loved minivans, but then I heard them talk about minivans. I only like the idea of the minivans. I know nothing about cars, but then they started talking about different makes and models and what years these transmissions were put into the minivan and you got to watch out for that year and that model because it's only guaranteed probably 50,000 miles before you have to replace a transmission. I'm sitting there going, I had no idea. They, they said my van's good, so I guess I'm okay. But I, I thought I loved minivans, but it turned out I really didn't. There's kind of a danger there. You know, like if you think you love minivans, but you don't really know about them, you don't know what's in the core of that minivan, you you could really get yourself into trouble, pay a lot of money and end up with a poor product. Churches are like minivans. (laughs) We love church, don't we? We love church. We love the idea of church. We love the music. We love the community. We love the worship. We love church. But do you really, like if, if you really love church, do you know what it is that's at the heart and core of church that you're really looking for? That's, that is important to know. You want to know what a God-pleasing church is down at its core because if you don't, you could end up at a church that is not the kind of church that God wants us at. And that's important for, for you individually Because you want to know that you're at the right kind of church. You want to know that you are at a God-pleasing church. But it's also good for us as a congregation to really study what God wants in a church. 
so that we together can make sure that we're the kind of church that God wants. So we're going to study that. We're going to discover the kind of God-pleasing church that we want to be by looking at the very first church. The story is the history of the early Christian church after Jesus died on the cross, rose from the dead, ascended into heaven, and he said, I'm going to send my Holy Spirit, and that's when Pentecost happens. And so from Pentecost to the time that Jesus returns on Judgment Day, we call that the end times. It's the time that we're in now. The very first church of the end times that, that's what we're looking at today. It's, it's the first one. It's the first gathering of believers. And it's interesting what they do. So here, Peter, after Pentecost, they have the little flames come and rest on their head. They hear the wind. They're filled with the Holy Spirit. And the crowd gathers and they're like, whoa, what's going on? Peter stands up and he preaches an incredible sermon to them. And he said, you know, God, from the beginning of time, promised to save people people from their sins and he promised to send a messiah and and that messiah came his name is jesus and you know what you did with the messiah who who came to give you eternal life you killed him on a cross and the people were cut to the heart and they said peter what can we do what do we have to do and this is peter's response to them so this is acts chapter 2 verse starting at verse 37 When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, for all whom our Lord God will call. With many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized. About 3,000 were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who was in need. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. That's the very first church. You know what they had? They had the gospel. The gospel. Do you guys know what the gospel is? I mean, like you know it, but do you really know what it is? Uh, Have you ever stopped to really understand the definition of the gospel? The good news that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. That is what the gospel is, but that that is the catechism answer. That is a good answer. If you're going to just boil it down to its most basic thing, that is what it is. But it's more than that. The gospel is more than the good news that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Um, In our very first reading today from 1 John, it really describes for us the gospel. As John's talking, he's talking about all the things that we have. We talk about what we've looked at, with our hands have touched, 
and we're proclaiming to you, and you're like, you're expecting him to say Jesus? But he says, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared, we have seen it, we testify to it, we proclaim to you eternal life, which was with the Father. Wait, the word was with the Father? And has appeared to us. I thought he was talking about word, but it sounds like he's talking about Jesus. And then we understand, we're starting to understand really what the gospel is. The gospel is the good news that Jesus died on the cross for your sins. But really, the gospel is Jesus. The gospel is God's promise from the beginning to send Jesus. The gospel is Christmas where God became man. The gospel is Jesus' work of living a perfect life, dying on the cross, rising from the dead to give you eternal life. The gospel is everything that is Jesus. It's God's work. It's all of that. And where do we see that? In the word. So when we say it's the good news that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, yes, that's true. But really, we should also say the gospel is Jesus. And see, that, that is so important for us to know because it's the gospel that connects us to God. Now, because of our sin, we are separated from God. But when we have the gospel, when we have Jesus, our sin is taken away because we're connected to Jesus and when our sin is taken away, then that means that we get heaven. We get eternal life. And so really, it is the gospel. It's Jesus that gives us heaven. And we love the gospel. The question is, where do we get it? Where do we find it? I want the gospel. How do I get it? The answer, the means of grace. Here's my illustration. If the gospel is cake, if Jesus is cake, I'm sorry, I didn't have time to bake a cake. There are three ways that God brings Jesus to us or brings the gospel to us. Three plates. One plate is the word of God, right? The Bible. That is how the gospel comes to us from God. I should have gotten a table. Another way Another tray, plate, is baptism. Through baptism, we get Jesus, the gospel. Another plate, bowl, plate, is communion. And we, we get connected to Jesus. We get Jesus through communion. Now, here's the thing about the plates. They all look totally different, but they all have the same cake. The gospel comes to us in three ways from God, through the word of God, through baptism, and through communion. How do I know? Because the Bible says so, right? When, when Jesus was talking to Peter, and he said, Peter, are you going to go somewhere else? And what did Peter say to Jesus? No, Lord, where are we going to go? You have the words of eternal life. Jesus, your word is the gospel. Your word gives us eternal life. Where else would we go? Your word brings us you, and then when it talks about baptism in the Bible, it says in Romans that when you are baptized, Romans chapter 6, you are connected to Christ's death and you are connected to Christ's resurrection through baptism. It says in Ephesians chapter 5 that God has made us holy and pure through the washing with water and the word, as in baptism has taken away our sins and given us life. That's the gospel. 
In Matthew 26, when Jesus is giving communion to his disciples, he says, take and eat, take and drink. This is my body. This is my blood, which is for you for the forgiveness of sins. If the gospel is Jesus, the cake, I get Jesus from God through the plates that are the word of God, baptism, and communion. These are called the means of grace. Got it? So did the early church have the means of grace? I don't know. Go look. As we were reading it, look, look at what happened. Peter stood up, and what did he do? He preached what? The word of God. Means of grace. And then as they asked what they can do, Peter said, repent and be baptized. Means of grace. Every one of you, and it's going down here, and then verse 40, all, 41, all those who accepted this message, word of God, were baptized. Means of grace. And then what did they do as they became a church? Uh, they devoted themselves to what? The apostles' teaching, which is the word of God, and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, huh? communion, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together, had everything in common. They sold their property, possessions, give to anyone. Uh, they broke bread in their homes. They ate together. There you see communion again. Uh, it it's all through there. The means of grace was there at the heart of the very first church because it's the means of grace that bring us the gospel and it's the gospel that saves. I'm going to give you another illustration because I like them and I think this is important. You guys really need to grab onto this. Here's the story of Balto. It takes place up in like Alaska or Canada, somewhere really cold. And it's winter and there's a blizzard going through and like the little children in the village in this very cold town somewhere way up north. They all get sick with something and they all need medicine. But since it's a small town, there's not enough medicine for all the children. And, but so they need the medicine from the town, the big city to come to their little village to save the children. But it's a blizzard. There's a lot of snow. They try to bring the medicine with the train. It doesn't work. They try to fly the medicine in with an airplane. It doesn't work because it's a blizzard. So what do they use? Sled dogs. And who's the lead sled dog? Balto. So the story of Balto. He goes and he gets the medicine. He has to bring the medicine back to the small village. He faces bears and all kinds of stuff. That's a great story. Balto is the means of grace. We are all infected with the disease of sin and death living in a sinful world. We need help. <laughs> and the only way to get it is through the gospel, through Jesus. Jesus is the medicine. The problem is, if Jesus is over here and I'm over here, I need something to bring the medicine to me. Balto is the means of grace. The gospel comes to us through the word, and God brings us salvation and forgiveness of sins and eternal life through his word because that's how we get the gospel. God brings us salvation and eternal life in connection to Jesus through baptism. God brings us salvation, forgiveness, eternal life, connection to Jesus through communion. 
all of these come to us and give us that life-saving medicine that is the gospel. It is so very important, and it's at the core of what it means to be a church, a God-pleasing church, is it's a church that has the means of grace. But if you were paying attention as I was going through the early Christian church, I skipped over a lot of stuff. Did you notice that? Those are all fruits. Those are all fruits. In the gospel from John chapter 15, he wants us to produce fruit. But the way that we produce fruit is by being connected into Jesus. And so if we're connected into Jesus through the word of God, through baptism, and through communion, then what we'll naturally produce from that are fruits. And just look at all the fruit that was produced by the church being connected to the means of grace. They repented. They turned from their sinful ways. They accepted the message that Peter spoke to them. They had faith. Uh, when they gathered as a group of believers, they had fellowship. They were coming together, and, and sin always divides, but the gospel always brings us together. Jesus says, where two or three come together in my name, if I'm in the midst, there I am in the middle of it all. Jesus brings us together, and so then there's fellowship, there's, there's community, there's friendship. Uh, what, they were praying. Prayer is a fruit of the means of grace. When you are connected to Jesus, you respond to him in prayer. Uh, they were getting together. They had everything in common. They were, they were giving up their possessions, selling their property, and giving to anybody in need. Fruit, fruit, fruit. Um, they gathered together in homes. They were glad. They had sincere hearts, praising God, enjoying the favor of all the people. They were letting their light shine out into the community. All of that is fruit. And so then we understand what it means to be a church when we're connected to the means of grace and we're connected to Jesus, the vine. What's going to happen is fruit is just going to be produced out of this church. It's almost like breathing. Right? If, if, if the means of grace and the gospel is filling up the church, then what comes out are the fruits. And you see the fruits that happened. I mean, unbelievers came to faith. People were gathering together. They were forming a community. They were sharing. They were putting each other before themselves. It's incredible. But there's a danger that we have to watch out for as a church. There is a danger that we have to be very careful about as a church or as you're looking for a church, right? The whole point of this is what I love church and I want to be at a God-pleasing church. A lot of churches are very similar. They run after the fruit, right? They go after the fruit. We're going to be a church that has programs. We're going to be a church that helps the poor. We're going to be a church that has an incredible community. We're going to be a church that that has all these programs. We're going to be a church that does this. Fruit, 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 fruit. But what can happen is if we become too focused on the fruit, it's like just exhaling. Breathing has a pattern. It's a rule. It's a law. You can't change it. If you're going to breathe, you have to first inhale before you exhale. And if you're getting tired of exhaling, what do you have to do? Inhale. Inhaling has to come first, and then you exhale. 
The means of grace and being connected to Jesus is us being filled by God. God comes to us through the means of grace and gives us Jesus. He gives us forgiveness. He gives us identity. He gives us courage. He gives us strength. He gives us hope. He gives us comfort. All of that comes to you through the means of grace, the gospel, in word, baptism, and communion. That's what fills us up. And so we have to focus on that first to be filled up, and then we exhale. Then we exhale with the fruit. Those are good things to do, but we have to make our primary focus the means of grace because we have to be filled by God. And this is so, so, so important. As some of you are really, really struggling with sin, and it's hard, and it's scary because you feel powerless against it, and, and, and you feel so much shame from the sin that you keep committing, the temptation that you're falling to, and you want to try to produce the fruit of being a God-pleasing child of God and obeying his will, and you're exhaling, and you're exhaling, and you're exhaling, and you're running out of breath, and you're wearing out, and you're being crushed. You need the gospel. You need to know that you're forgiven. You need to know that you're a baptized child of God. You need to know that you have Jesus, body and blood, given for you for the forgiveness of sins. You need the means of grace. Or, or the, the stress in relationships. I mean, you guys are dealing with a lot of hard relationships with friends and with loved ones, and there's a lot of turmoil, and there's a lot of difficulty there, and you, and you want there to be reconciliation. You want to, you're finding it so hard to forgive each other, and, and that's all fruit. And you're exhaling, ah, and it's getting harder and harder, and I can do it for a month, a year, I can do it for two years, but I'm running out, and I'm breaking. <gasps> Breathe in the gospel. Know that you're forgiven. You're a baptized child of God. You have Jesus. You're connected to him. Man, what a comfort to be there by my friend while their loved one is dying and say, they are baptized. They're a child of God. Their sin is forgiven. They're connected to Jesus' death and resurrection. Heaven is theirs. Lord, take them. And he did. To heaven. Ah. And what a comfort to know that, oh, I, there's so much guilt from the things that I wish I would have done and the, the things that I messed up. You're forgiven. Jesus died on the cross, gave you his body and blood for that. You're connected to him for the forgiveness of sins. Oh, it's so nice to know that heaven is real, that it's ours, and it's a place that God has prepared for us, and no one and nothing can snatch us out of God's hand. That's what it says in God's word. <gasps> oh, man. You guys need to start with the means of grace to inhale so that all of the fruit can exhale. And if you start to feel like you're struggling, you probably need to inhale again. That's why we come to church every week. <sighs> to inhale God's word and to let the fruit be produced. Don't you love church? <laughs> Don't you love this church? Oh, I love this church. Because you guys are okay.
But the means of grace is awesome. And it's important to you guys. And, and I love that about this church. And, and, and that's the thing that we're going to go out into the world with is the means of grace. And letting our fruit shine also. Those are good things to do. But, but first and foremost, the means of grace. And, and the best part is we're doing it together. I love that. We are doing it together because we are all on a path to eternal life. And the way that we're going to get there is by breathing together. Inhaling the gospel, exhaling the fruit. Inhaling the gospel, exhaling the fruit. Encouraging each other all the way. Joyfully giving praise to God on our way to heaven. Amen. Thanks again for listening to Tell Podcasts. Tell's mission is simple. Teaching you the real gospel so you can teach others. Remember, truth brings peace. For more about Tell, visit us on Facebook or at tellnetwork.org.